From BYU Broadcasting's Performance Studio, this is Highway 89. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. Singer-songwriter Morgan Snow is with us today, as well as musician John Davis. Together, they're sometimes a duo, sometimes part of a five-piece band, but always called Triggers and Slips, which is a great name for a group. We're going to hear that story later. Morgan recently summed up what they do when he posted on his Twitter account, I write original songs and sing my guts out when necessary. He moved to Nashville recently, but is back in Utah, where he grew up, to play the Utah Arts Festival and other concerts. As a solo act, he's open for several big names, including Chris Isaac, the Steve Miller Band, Richard Thompson, J.D. Souther. Today, Morgan Snow, acoustic guitar, harmonica, and vocals. John Davis, acoustic guitar, dobro, lap steel, and vocals. Their latest album, an acoustic record called Buffalo vs. Train. We're going to hear lots of songs from that. The very first one is a co-write with a friend, Ashley K. Thomas, who happened to ask Morgan what he'd been up to, and she happened to ask right when he'd been laid off from a five-year job. His girlfriend of three years had moved on. His car got booted and towed one week before Christmas. That's not even the whole list. Does this sound like a country song already? When you're that empty, broke, and broken, maybe writing a song is the best thing to do, and that's what they did. The song is from the new album, Buffalo vs. Train, and it's called Modern Age. I've been walking and riding trains and looking for something that will remain. There's an ocean, it's far away, but if I get there, it'll be the same. I've been walking and riding trains like an old country song but in the modern age it ain't easy as it's so slow it'll carry me where I want to go Take your copper, silver, and gold But sometimes I feel like that mountain An empty hole I can do just as and toe Like waiting for permission to lose control I've been walking 
riding trains I've got old ticket stubs to count the passing days but there's no reason there's no no one to blame if you can't find something for you to gain so take Day I found myself on that same train It broke down and left me two blocks west from 8th and Main Guess I finally found out just where this train will go But this old train Takes me everywhere but home. Oh, this old train takes me everywhere but home. I've been walking, I've been walking, riding trains. I've been walking, I've been walking, I've been walking, and riding trains and riding trains. We've been listening to a song from the album. Well, the song is called Modern Age. The album is called Buffalo Versus Train. And that song was featured by American Songwriter Magazine as their daily discovery back in March, which is pretty cool. That's true, yeah. Morgan Snow, thank you for coming in. Thank you for having us today. What is it about trains? (laughs) They do something to our imagination. Well, they always go somewhere. And some times when you're stuck in a certain situation, it's kind of a release or an escape. And it's something that I think is tangible and graspable. You get to see it. It's not like an airplane. And I think there's something that you can grab a hold of that I think it captures we, that spirit. We wish we were on it, maybe. <laughs> Sometimes. Something. No, such a great song. And I love the line, like an old country song, but in the modern age. We, ne- we never outgrow that. That's right. That yeah. Feeling. Well, what a great song. Well, thank well, you. It's a great introduction. I had a lot of fun with the video, and, and people who are listening may want to go ahead and Google Morgan Snow and Modern Age. Right. It's under Triggers and Slips on our YouTube channel. If you, if you look ah. at the Triggers and Slips uh, YouTube channel, we have that featured on there. So the guy's writing postcards in the video, right? And the gal's getting them, and then but she she puts together this box she gives him at the end, right? And I was trying to figure out what's in the box. Man, I wish I could give it away is for it, you. Is but it a just, I just can't do it? that. I don't want to do that. Okay, to you. all right, all right. <laughs> It'll have to be up to my imagination. That's right. I think whatever <laughs> someone puts in that box is probably what it what it should be. Well, you and John, today, when you perform as a duo or when you're part of a five-piece band, your band is Triggers and Slips. That's correct. Like you talked about. And you summed up what you do. I mentioned that, uh, that t- Twitter feed. I, I write songs and sing my guts out. And there's a lot of feeling. Um, you know, I, I don't have any professional training in, in, in music whatsoever. I, I picked up the guitar 
uh, later in life and singing later in life and writing later in life. I was uh, trying to be a professional baseball player my whole life, and it wasn't really until about the age of 23 where I even considered playing guitar. And um, so I think that I've always just taken the approach of singing with your soul. I've always thought that, that was your soul's instrument. So when I started singing, that was all I really thought about is I just wanted to sing hmm. however that came out. And uh, for some reason, people like listening to it. And I've had you know, years of, of people coming out to shows based on that theory. So, so far it's worked. Um, well, we're going to ask about baseball later, but I want to go. The song we just heard is from Buffalo versus Train, which yes. does not sound like a, you sort of know what the outcome is going to be if those two <laughs> <laughs> if those two meet. Right, I think so. But uh, this was an album that you recorded almost all kind of one take live stuff. Yeah, we really wanted to keep it like it was a living room. John and I have been playing together for about six years, and and we've played with the band, and we've done these festivals, and we've done big loud shows, but. The thing that John and I have always enjoyed the most out of playing music is playing in living rooms and, mm. and playing for our friends and, and finding that after party that goes till four or five in the morning and, you know, just swapping songs with people all night. And so we really felt like that was our one of our strengths and we really wanted to showcase that aspect of what John and I have done. And so we, we actually set up the whole studio to make it look like a living room and we at times would invite friends in to kind of create a live experience with that. Nice. Um, and we really wanted to capture that that vibe i guess so by doing that you know we did about two months of pre-production where we practiced and recorded every day um well not every day but you know four or five times out of the week mm. and really so that when we got ready to the studio we were ready just to record and see what happens and then we kind of left room for whatever i think all musicians or people that record anything you, you wait for that extra magic to to show up and and, and rear itself and, and kind of take it in the direction that you may not have expected but you're prepared for and so we definitely got into the preparedness of being able to take do something in one take so that it sounded like what we sound like um and so we try to minimize keep it as minimal as possible and uh add as little as what was necessary and, and I, I feel like we kind of captured that in our next album we're hoping to to do something different you know our mm -hmm. first album was honky tonk uh, country and we were okay with that and that's what we were going for in this last one we were showing a different aspect of ourselves and i feel like as artists and musicians we're always figuring out which direction we kind of want to go at that moment. And, and sometimes we, we, you know, go different routes and, and play different styles of music and, and do whatever kind of speaks to us at that moment. Well, next time you come through, we'll have to check to know if we should set up with couches <laughs> or if we need a dance floor. So <laughs> I say both. And a, a and couch both. on the dance yeah, floor. I'm not a big either or so person. you did something totally amazing, which is uproot yourself and say, I'm going to go to Nashville for a while. And, uh, this has been about four months, I think, is all since yep, you... I did that uh, in November, um, and I've been back there for about a total of three months out of the last four months. I've been here um, now for a couple of weeks, and I've been, I came back in January in Utah as well for about two or three weeks as well. What was it you wanted to get out of spending time there? Um, I really just want to be a better songwriter and a better performer and a better musician. I want to, I want to meet people who are... Um, along those same lines, I guess. And, and, and there's, you know, there's a reason why you call it Nashville, Tennessee, and everyone knows what it's for and what it does. Yeah. And it kind of scared me to death a little bit. And I felt like that was a really good sign. You know, mm. if something scares me that bad, that is so intimidating, the, the thought of going there and being able to make it less intimidating, um, really appeals to me. And, and like I said, that's some of the best songwriters in the world are living in Nashville and hanging out in Nashville. And, not to say there's not good songwriters in Utah or in Salt Lake, but for me, I went there more as an education, um, not really for any uh, delusions of, of, of being a 
a mega star of any sort, but I do feel like it's a great place to learn how to really be a musician. And, and I feel like I've learned just in four months, I've, I've picked up what I think it would take years to pick up in, yeah. in that short time. And as much about myself, you know, it's, it's also kind of a little bit of a soul journey. And, um, and I feel like I kind of went into that, you know, I want to kind of see where my strengths are and where some of the, the cracks are that I'd like to, you know, strengthen and, and seal up a little bit. Well, there might be more good musicians per square foot in Nashville than than any other city in, in the U.S. It's pretty close. It's arguably. New Orleans. I, I, I don't maybe. know if there's really, I'm sure there's cities that are as good, but I don't know anyone that's, any city that's better than uh, than what Nashville puts out right now. And um, it's a fun town, you know. It is it is in, it's a really intense town. There are a lot of musicians, and it can be, uh, it can be really over, overwhelming at times. But, you know, the hardest thing has really been leaving my friends and, and, and family behind. Um, and kind of doing it on my own for a little bit. That's been the most challenging as far as being around musicians and famous people. It doesn't really bother me too much. I've, I've done that. Set up this next song for us. We're gonna hear some more music and it's called Four Letters. Four Letters, yeah. You know, it's interesting. <clears throat> it's on both of our albums and we start both of our albums with this song and we recorded it as a honky-tonk piano full band song on the first one. And, and we kind of, John and I developed an acoustic version of it that we I really liked and, and John really liked and we just kind of thought what what better way to start our second album than bringing in a little bit of that old and and adding a new um, flair to it um, in that way and, and and the concept I mean you know there's a lot the, the concept of the song is basically you know we all kind of know what we want to say sometimes and and it's tough to say what we want to say <laughs> and it's not always the right time to say what we want to say but we you know that's kind of that struggle of of how much do you say and how much do you do you kind of sit quiet and kind of let roll with with the punches well they say a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine get on. maybe putting it to a song helps helps you say what you want to say we're listening to morgan snow and john davis together they are triggers and slips this song as you uh, as morgan mentioned was uh, one version on their first ep it's also on their new album buffalo versus train here is four letters Well, there's four letters here that say exactly how I feel. And the more you read them, you can tell. And the more you see it not in well. There's a goal not to ramble, there's a goal not to say what you mean. If you motion it kindness, you know, you know what I mean. Sunday to repent for 
those things you haven't done Because you know the rest only makes that strong man weary Because you know it'll always stay the same There's a goal not to ramble There's a goal not to say what you've seen If you motion in kindness, you know, you know what I mean. follow the wicked because they don't they don't know where to go follow me yells the prophet so proudly follow me and I'll always show the way Triggers and Slips, and that is a song you can hear on their brand new album, Buffalo vs. Train. It's called Four Letters. Morgan Snow, your name has a Utah connection. It it's sure an does. Early, early Mormon pioneer scout, one of actually one of the first of them to come into the valley. Is that right? He was the first one, yep. Wow. <laughs> so this developed into a song, but what was the journey from, from that name to the song? Um, well, I mean, our, our my families are always told me stories about, you know, that I was Erastus's descendant, and you know, Erastus was the scout for Brigham Young that came here in 1847, and and was actually a really good friend with Brigham Young, and did a lot of different things uh, historically um, at that time in in, in in the state and as well in St. Louis, and also in uh, Washington as well. But I actually was dating a girl, um, the same girl that you know left me, but. Uh, we, oddly enough, I went to visit her family in Arizona, in Phoenix, and her, her 
it was my first time meeting her, her, her mom and her grandma. And they, they looked at me and they're like, your last name is Snow. And I said, yes. And they're like, are you Erastus side or the Lorenzo side? And I was like, oh, I'm the Erastus side. And she, she said, hold on one second. She went into the back room and she came out and she pulled out this, this book that they had a publishing company for a really short time in Utah. And they ended up publishing this book that was all about Erastus. Um, and so someone mm-hmm. had, had compiled all of her, a bunch of journal entries and stories based on Erastus and even his parents and his grandparents where they started up in uh, northern, uh, northeastern America at that time. Um, and so she gave me this book and kind of just floored me. I was like, what are the odds of, of this happening that, you know, this is, this is how this book came in my possession. Mm-hmm. And so as I was kind of reading these journal entries and, and thinking about what that would, must have been like at that time to have been doing so many things that now we can talk about but i'm sure at the time his you know his kids and his his obviously his wives and his family were probably didn't always understand the importance Mm -hmm. of of him leaving and and doing that um and i kind of saw a little bit of that myself and it does kind of refer a little bit to my son as well um and kind of that hope that you know that we do enough that something's going to carry on beyond Mm -hmm. just the uh this mortal body that we have and, and hopefully you know, the name and or whatever it may be in whatever fashion it is, it's kind of my hope that, you know, he'll take that and, and, and find something when he's old enough to question that, that, that kind of inspires him to maybe um, do something that is a little bit out of the, the norm around him culturally or, mm. or, or, and to kind of want to go and, and do something that he might have his heart be pulling him to go do. And, and so, yeah, that song's kind of based on that, I guess. Well, let's hear Arrestus. That's kind of cool to have this connection. It's not a literal song about it, but definitely influenced by him. Another cool thing we're happy about is this song has never been heard on the radio, so this is the premiere right now, and the first time it gets some sort of official recording. We're going to have... John Davis is going to uh, flip over to lap steel for this. Triggers and slips, and the song is Erastus. old man, he understands the pain that he'll cause Crossing rivers and mountains wide His loved ones will pay the cost And he'll go out on his own With the Holy Ghost and the one that's strong To carry God's word along To all of those Wanna be home? Carry it on, carry it on, carry on the name for me. Carry it on, carry it on, cause soon you'll be gone from me. Had a son, had me a wife, 
what some would call a lie. I had to go, had to get on my own just to see where I was strong. Now you know I loved you so, but I had to walk and I had to know just where the rivers flow and if I could carry the Carry it on, carry it on, carry on her name for me. Carry it on, carry it on, soon I'll be gone from thee. Carry it on, carry it on, carry on her love for me. Carry it on, carry it on. Morgan Snow and John Davis performing Erastus. That's a, a new song. We're glad to premiere that here on Highway 89. Coming to you live right now from our performance studio at BYU Broadcasting. If you hear a song tonight, you'd like to find the lyrics for it. The band has the lyrics to lots of their songs posted in the news section of their website. That's triggersandslips.com. John Davis, thank Hello. you for... We're going to make you talk, too. Great playing on that lap steel. Thanks. Isn't it cool what a mood you can create with yeah, that? Yeah, it's uh, addicting. It's when, haunting. When, when along the road of being a guitarist did you say, I want to do that too? Well, it's kind of by accident. I, I was working at a job, and um, a friend of mine came came up to me one day. My coworker came up and said, hey, I found this cool thing in my basement. He's renting the house. So he asked the landlord, this little old lady, like, um, what is this thing? She's like, I don't know, but you can have it. So he, he brings it to work. He's like, I don't know what this is. I, what am I supposed to do with this? And I was like, wow, that's really cool. So I gave him 75 bucks for it and uh, just picked it up over the years. But this is the same one you're playing today. Yeah. yeah. Okay, we're going to look at it differently. It looks cool. It has that patina of age, shall it is, we say. It's, it's pretty old. It, in, um, it looks like it sat in the basement a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Well, John... Triggers and slips, sometimes that's the two of you. Sometimes it's the five-person band. Mm. What is that like to be in a band that's changing all the time, depending on the gig? Oh, man, it's a lot of fun. keeps you on your toes. I mean, um, sometimes I play acoustic guitar. Sometimes I play the electric. Sometimes I play uh, lap steel and work in tenor guitar, too. So mm. it's, it's, uh, it's, it keeps it interesting. Sometimes we forget which band we're in. I mean, which version? So, you know, we'll be strumming away on our guitars as if there's a full band behind us. And then we look at each other like, wait a second, let's, we're just playing acoustic. We should uh, just chill out. <laughs> so uh, I'm just wondering, six years you've been singing together and doing mm -hmm. stuff like this. Uh, how, how did you first make the musical connection? Well, musicians are, uh, you know, notoriously, we 
we like to mix mix it up and meet each other and and have jam sessions so um i was in another band um and i think we played at the same venue hmm. and uh morgan came up to me after the show and he's like hey i like your uh, twangy twangy sound so uh, would you mind uh jamming sometime i was like yeah why not pretty so, cool haven't looked back I was going to ask about the larger band. One of the members right now, Will Grimshaw, he's the drummer, is that mm-hmm. right? Currently serving in Afghanistan as a lieutenant and a Blackheart, Blackhawk helicopter pilot. Right. I guess that makes it a little hard to rehearse right now. <laughs> yeah, and he's he's our drummer, but he's in Afghanistan right now learning the banjo, of all things. He plays <laughs> like, the banjo every Like day. you do when you go yeah. to Afghanistan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see how that works out. I mean, I guess it is a... It's a Okay. So sometimes, like say, necessity is the mother of invention. Yeah. So you come up. Well, set up this next song. We're going to hear a song called Stars. This is from the new album. It is. Yeah. And uh, tell me about this. Well, uh, it's got lap steel on it as well. And uh, Morgan would have to be the one to tell you about this song, honestly, because I have no idea what's in that guy's mind. I just uh, (laughs) just play along. So. Well, good. We'll let you go pick up the. Thanks. The, the the lap steel, which could be a treasure of generations. Who knows? We don't know the, the true provenance of this lap steel, but it's pretty cool. So the song we're going to hear is Stars, uh, Morgan Snow, Ashley Thomas, a co-write on this one. We're going to hear again Laps, Lap Steel. And we're listening live in on Highway 89 to Triggers and Slips. About a month ago, a man walked in He said, I've got to come clean about where I've been He pulled up a shirt, he showed me the wound From climbing the stars to steal the light from the moon Either casting a shadow or stealing the shade Taking power or giving it away Down the road Just see Where it goes And some Surely come Shine a light What you've done cards he pointed to death said I've been to places I'd rather forget I've been around the world but now I'm alone voices and shadows they followed me home see I went looking for God to give back what I stole but heaven's a place that I cannot know Down the road 
That stars from Triggers and Slips. You're listening to Highway 89, coming to you live from our performance studio. Uh, Morgan Snow, I've read both you and John Davis talk about musical collaborators who are definitely our elders. Uh, I'm, I'm using, quote, people that you look up to that you've learned a lot from, people of past songwriters, other people. But one of these that is so fascinating is Utah Phillips. Yes. And that's a guy's name. That's not the name of a gas station on the, on Highway 89. Well, his name is Bruce, but uh, he was uh, given the name Utah when he was uh, in the military, I believe. And sadly, since 2008, he's not with us. But uh, This is true. Who, who was he to you, and how did you end up using <laughs> his guitar on a piece that you recorded? This is kind of that those magical pieces that have, have, been, have been forming, um, and I, I, I do... You know, I guess it's it's kind of one of those things that kind of helps me believe that I must be on the right path if mm. if, if things like this are going to pop up. But you know, anyway, we we I've befriended uh, Duncan Phillips, which is uh, Utah's son who lives in, in Salt Lake City, and um, over the we started a, an acoustic um, artist showcase for songwriters um, that we do at the garage on Beck Street every first Sunday of the month from either six to eight or seven to nine, depending on what time of the year mm. it is, and. Throughout the co course of a, a year or so, I became pretty good friends with Duncan, and to where now he's one of my best friends, and John's as well. And he just asked us to to, to learn a couple of Utah Phillips songs to do uh, with to get some younger people um, familiar with his songwriting, and and it really kind of changed our lives. I feel like, and it really changed mm -hmm. my life as a songwriter, um, listening to to Utah Phillips and his stories, and kind of what his approach was to songwriting and life. Um, he was a, an activist. He was a social activist. He he did a lot of labor union um, strikes, and he was a peaceful activist, though he was never mm. a, a violent person. And he was a, a real life hobo for 25 years on the tra on the rails. So he was constantly going out and traveling and writing songs and writing the rails. And he took his his guild his guild guitar that with him, um, and he he glued a, a dollar uh, a silver dollar to the top of it because he never wanted to get stuck anywhere without a buck. Um, <laughs> And just over the course of, of kind of learning about that style of songwriting, you know, John and I went to a, a hobo gathering in, in California with uh, Duncan Phillips, which is when we first met Kate McLeod. 
John and I had never really been around Kate McLeod. Great and, and folk singer. We all of sudden get in the car, and Kate McLeod's going with us to a hobo gathering in California. It was kind of like <laughs> the least likely crew of people to go out to these uh, train cars out in Black Butte, California. Um, and it was a really tiny stage inside of a little um, little train car that was no longer on the rails anymore. And, mm. and we, we really all bonded. And I think that it was that moment that when we came back, I noticed for myself, I, I really kind of had to do a gut check of why I was a songwriter. And and I think that's kind of what I took with me when I did go to Nashville is I, I wasn't really concerned about any of the, the bigger things other than just being the best I can be and, mm. and doing what seems like is my path and figuring that out and being okay with that and kind of being okay with roaming at times and not knowing exactly where you're going to end up. Um, and I think that was something that, that Utah Phillips was really good at. You know, he, he was able to go where he was needed and what called him. And I think with that, he was able to write some of the most legendary songs. He may not be as famous as Bob Dylan, but he was every bit as prolific of a songwriter as anybody that has ever really wrote songs as, as far as popular American culture or music in the last, you know, 60 years. You probably feel like you could get to know him a little bit just from having sung some of his songs, I think. I feel like that, you know, and, and he has al- he has an album, a four-part a four part album, um, where he tells a story before every single song. And, you know, he wasn't, a, he wasn't an amazing guitar player or singer, but when it came down to writing tunes, you know, he, he definitely was a, a, a well-tuned craftsman. And uh, we were, we've been able to, to befriend his widow that lives in California, and, you know, we hang out with Duncan on a weekly basis he's a, a really big supporter of live music in, in utah and himself he started playing the guitar after his, his dad's passing and has been carrying that torch and i'm just honored to be able to have been introduced to his music at a time when i did and so we felt like this album was really about kind of that that mindset of nature versus the the train and the locomotive and, and not necessarily being a good or bad either way but it just felt like that was kind of the two aspects of our lives um, at the time that we were kind of trying to figure out how to be very rootsy and 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 figure out how to be very minimalist you know at times like I said not having a drummer and and having to figure out ways to play shows and and want to do that we had to come up with ways to do it as minimal as possible as as well as with a big band and it was kind of one of our 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 things that we were working through I think is is together that, that brought us to that Good. Well, we're going to hear this song, Phoebe Snow, uh, no relation, I guess, Snow, but this is a Utah Phillips song that actually on the recording, Morgan used the used Utah Phillips 1960s Guild guitar we were just talking about to record this song, and uh, I love some of these lines. Just this, I saw her name on the side of a train somewhere a long time ago. Don't know who she was, but I gave my love to someone called Phoebe Snow. I saw her name on the side of a train Somewhere a long time ago I don't know who she was But I gave my love To someone named Phoebe Snow Like a bird on the wing I hear a voice sing It's over the prairies I roll I'd give my life just to spend one more night in the arms of my own Phoebe Snow. I climbed aboard through a wide open door. 
just as she started to roll. And I rode so light through the warm summer night in the arms of my own Phoebe Snow. Like a bird on the wing, I hear a voice sing as over the prairies I roll. I'd give my life just to spend one more night in the arms of my own Phoebe Snow. I spent around the fire in a circle of stone salad men Listening to sagebrush whistle and pop And coffee boil up in a can The bottoms were filled with the cool river wind The treetops were chasing the moon I knew without asking to grab my guitar And play up a slow gentle tune I played up a face I used to know The song was the sound of the name And I knew without looking That every man there was each of them feeling the same so I played up a hand so pale and so small With a touch as light as the rain And I knew without looking that every man there Was each of them feeling the same I played up the booze and the holes in my shoes And how man's life is a cage And all the things done to make a man run From the hard luck and failures of age So I stopped at the crash and I looked into that ash Helpless with longing and rage Traveling life might seem all right, a life without worry or care. You're always up, you're always out, and you're always going somewhere. But I tell you this, my friend, it's not where you are. It's your reasons for being there. So then I woke as the day broke. I gazed out over the plains. I'm thinking as how I'm better off now Being in love with a train Like a bird on the wing I hear a voice sing As over the prairies I roll I'd give my life just to spend one more night In the arms of my own Phoebe Snow Oh, I'd give my life just to spend one more night in the arms of my own Phoebe Snow. That's Phoebe Snow, sung by Triggers and Slips. That's a cover of a song by Utah Phillips, an actual hobo song written by an actual hobo. That's true, and it's actually about the uh, the new train cars that they came out with um, that burned a different kind of coal, and they used a, a 
a cartoon model of a woman in a white dress who was riding in a train car showing that the blowback wasn't going to get her dirty and her name was the Phoebe Snow. And apparently they were the, the nicer box cars you could hop into if you, <laughs> if you needed a, a long ride. I love that. I love knowing that. Now, you can write Morgan Snow, but you could also sign your name Morgan Snow LCSW. In certain areas, yes. <clears throat> so a uh, licensed clinical social worker. And I thought it was really interesting to read, uh, just talking a little bit about uh, time that you spent actually as a, a licensed therapist, but also in some prevention programs. Being someone who has walked with people during some of their really dark times, I think. Right. And, and yet you've also written, if I can quote you to you <laughs> right here, said some people think about choosing to turn off a switch when they're already in a dark place. That's a big mistake. Warm sunshine will come back to your life again. It always does. That's true. And that's your experience. And, and the experience working with people, it's, too. I mean, I don't know if I, could, I would be much of a, a good social worker or a, or a helper or healer without a little bit of hope. Hmm. that there's there's at least a way to improve the current situation or you know my philosophy was if i if i could be with someone while they get 10% better i've done my job if if i was able to just to help them that much then i then i did okay um unfortunately a lot of people are going to be who they are and they're going to keep doing what they're doing and and i think that it is important you know in the times i've had you know to face my own demons and feel like i was going to lose my mind and 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 more you know that was something that kind of rang true is that there's always you know, some light out there that, that wants to be, you know, shine on that darkness a little bit and help you out. Have you ever found yourself literally pulling out your guitar and singing? I do that. Yeah, I do. Um, you know, I kind of do them as journal entries sometimes. Sometimes Mm -hmm. I'll just pick up a guitar and I'll, I'll just, sometimes I'll hit record on my phone to see what happens. Sometimes I won't. I'll just sing a song for whatever that moment is. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's kind of how I started playing and writing songs. I didn't, I just kind of would keep singing these songs that would come up to me until eventually they became songs. And then I actually started caring about the craft of songwriting and actually going through and and making them a little bit better and and having my own goals that I was looking for. But when I originally started playing and writing songs, I, I'm always under the impression that songs write me. I don't, I don't know if I'm really like (laughs) this amazing creative person that just like, you know, I, I'm not, I wouldn't call myself a genius necessarily, the, the top 10% of, of geniuses, but I, I feel like I let songs write me. I try to be available for that, and I try to be in a situation in my head that, that a song's going to visit me and want to be written by me. And, and it seems like, like I said, they write me more than anything, and I try not to have too much of an agenda when I sit down to, to write necessarily. Yeah. Most of my songs come from ad-lib experiences that I repeat because I like them or because they speak to me, and I... I kind of am able to embellish on those and, and to tighten them to where I feel like I can present them as a, a song or a, a something that's crafted necessarily. Well, our time is getting short, but we want to squeeze in more music. And okay. so if we can hear Come Down, right on. this is one that that has been, uh, this was first on the self-titled EP. If you're looking for that, you can find Come Down on uh, Triggers and Slips on the EP if you look online. Which is on iTunes? On iTunes? iTunes as well. Rain or shine, I can't let you come and go. Oh, come to stay. Yes, it's true. You always like to make me blue. Always thinking that it's never coming to you. 
Here I stand just like a man Only day he can Trying to go Trying to stay far away Only time will know the reasons or the rhyme So why it's all made its way on back to you Coming down, it's coming down, it's coming down Coming round, coming down again. Coming round, coming round, it's coming round. Coming down, coming round, my friend. When it's time, I'd like to be the first in line To make sure it's all made its way on back to you Hope alone can buy the peace that I can own Like watching all of it come back to you Coming down Coming down, it's coming down. Coming round, coming down again. Coming round, coming round, it's coming round. Coming down, it's coming round, my friend. That's come down from triggers and slips. We've got time for just, uh, I think, one more question. We're definitely going to squeeze in one more song. Uh, uh, Morgan Snow, I, we were reading about your favorite concert experience. Is this jarring your memory <laughs> at all? Because I thought Absolutely. this was a pretty unique. In, uh, let's see. I'm looking, it was Chris Ledoux, wasn't it? It was Chris Ledoux, So yes. you go to the concert, and what happened? 
wow, it changed my life. I, I just didn't know that people went to go see live music at that time in my life. I was an athlete. I didn't really consider much about concerts or the reason of going to concerts. Um, and to see someone with that much enthusiasm that was that powerful of a human being um, was amazing, you know, and, and to shake his hand after being ushered away from the front of the stage, he, he walked off the stage in the middle of a song and, and shook all of our hands that went to that concert, uh, a group of us from Snow College when he was playing at a, a Rodeo Grands in, in, in Salina. And it did. I think that it planted those seeds early on that I kind of was like, man, I, I, I would like to play songs and do that, you know, whatever capacity it was. Um, and, you know, being able to experience live music in that fashion, I just didn't know it was possible. I really didn't. I didn't think anything of it. Um, and, and that, that concert definitely changed my life. And I, I wasn't even that huge of a Chris Ledoux fan. I mean, I was a big Garth Brooks fan when I was a younger kid, but it was my roommate that really was a Chris Ledoux fanatic. Um, and he, he, he urged me to go to it. And I, and he even told me he'd buy me my, my, my ticket. His name was Josh Jones. He was a teammate of mine and, and I'll be forever indebted to him for, uh, taking me to that concert that night and, and insisting that I go and check him out. You should send him an email sometime. You were great. <laughs> I remember that night. It'd be fun. Well, unfortunately, Chris Ledoux passed away a little while ago. Oh, um, his son is still playing up in uh -huh. up in Wyoming, I believe. But uh, Chris unfortunately passed away of uh, of cancer. Reading about that concert, though, yeah, I could see how it could tell you what life really is. It's not right. just a recording. It's That's a right. whole other thing. Mm -hmm. Well, we are going to hear one more song. We're going to hear. Is it the bridge? Yeah, we're going to do an instrumental song. Okay, well, we'll let you pick up your instruments here. We promised we'd say what triggers and slips is. That's a, a term used in therapy relating to changing behaviors. And Morgan said once he looked at a notebook of one of a, 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 a person who was in therapy, and across the top of their notebook it said triggers and slips, things that trigger behaviors or, or slips as you're trying to change your behavior. Notes from a session, it sounded like a perfect name for a band that's all about the psychology of relationships. We're going to hear this final instrumental. It's called The Bridge.
the bridge and instrumental from triggers and slips performed live just now in studio by our guests singer songwriter morgan snow acoustic guitar harmonica and vocals today john davis acoustic guitar harmonica as well also lap steel and vocals together triggers and slips and their first ep is self-titled you can listen to their latest album buffalo versus train as well for more information about their concerts and projects it's all online at triggersandslips.com John and Morgan, thank you so much for coming in. It's so nice to hear the music. And if you're listening at home, if you only caught part of the show or if you'd like to hear the first part, hear it again or share it, it's easy to do. All of our shows are archived online for free on-demand listening at byuradio.org slash highway89. And follow us on Twitter at BYUH89 for live show updates and special behind-the-scenes photos and video clips. Highway 89 is a production of BYU Broadcasting in Provo, Utah. The recording engineer is Mark Waite. Our associate student producer is Abby Horlocker. And the show's producer is Jackie Tataishi. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. Thanks for listening. Thank you.